forward of The Soul of the Indian. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Soul of the Indian, an Interpretation, by Charles A. Eastman, Oyesa. To my wife, Elaine Goodale Eastman, in grateful recognition of her ever-inspiring companionship, in thought, in work, and in love of her most Indian-like virtues, I dedicate this book. I speak for each no-tongued tree that spring by spring doth nobler be, and dumbly and most wistfully his mighty prayerful arms outspreads, and his big blessing downward sheds. Sidney Lanier But there's a dome of nobler span, a temple given, thy faith that bigots dare not ban, its space is heaven, its roof star-pictured nature's ceiling where trancing the rapt spirit's feeling, and God himself to man revealing, the harmonious spheres make music through unheard their pealing by mortal ears. Thomas Campbell God sing ye meadow streams with gladsome voice, ye pine groves with your soft and soul-like sounds, ye eagles playmates of the mountain storm, ye lightnings the dread arrows of the clouds, ye signs and wonders of the elements, Utter forth, God, and fill the hills with praise. Earth with her thousand voices, praise God. Cooleridge. Forward. We also have a religion which was given to our forefathers and has been handed down to us their children. It teaches us to be thankful, to be united, and to love one another. We never quarrel about religion. Thus spoke the great Seneca orator, Red Jacket, in his superb reply to missionary cram more than a century ago and I have often heard the same thought expressed by my countrymen. I have attempted to paint the religious life of the typical American Indian as it was before he knew the white man. I have long wished to do this, because I cannot find that it has ever been seriously, adequately, and sincerely done. The religion of the Indian is the last thing about him that the man of another race will ever understand. First, the Indian does not speak of these deep matters so long as he believes in them, and when he has ceased to believe, he speaks inaccurately and slightingly. Second, even if he could be induced to speak, the racial and religious prejudice of the other stands in the way of his sympathetic comprehension. Third, practically all existing studies on the subject have been made during the transition period, when the original beliefs and philosophy of the Native American were already undergoing rapid disintegration. There are to be found here and there superficial accounts of strange customs and ceremonies, of which the symbolism or inner meaning was largely hidden from the observer. And there has been a great deal of material collected in recent years which is without value because it is modern and hybrid, inextricably mixed with biblical legend and Caucasian philosophy. Some of it has even been invented for commercial purposes. Give a reservation Indian a present and he will possibly provide you with sacred songs and mythology and folklore to order. My little book does not pretend to be a scientific treatise. It is as true as I can make it to my childhood teaching and ancestral ideals, but from the human, not the ethnological standpoint, I have not cared to pile up more dry bones, but to clothe them with flesh and blood. So much has been written by strangers of our ancient faith and worship treats it chiefly as a matter of curiosity. I should like to emphasize its universal quality, its personal appeal. The first missionaries, good men imbued with the narrowness of their age, branded us as pagans and devil worshippers, and demanded of us that we abjure our false gods before bowing the knee at their sacred altar. They even told us that we were eternally lost unless we adopted a tangible symbol and professed a particular form of their hydra-headed faith. We of the twentieth century know better. 
we know that all religious aspiration, all sincere worship, can have but one source and one goal. We know that a God of the lettered and unlettered, of the Greek and the barbarian, is after all the same God, and like Peter, we perceive that he is no respecter of persons, but that in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is acceptable to him. Charles A. Eastman, Oyesa. End of the Forward